Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Wednesday, April 7th, Alex. We're already seven days into April. Unbelievable. Getting closer to the playoffs. So close to the playoffs. So, so close to the playoffs. Good slate of Tuesday night games. Fun games. A couple games still going on as we're recording. The Clippers, who I think we will talk a little bit about tonight because they're just one of the most fascinating cases for an NBA team that we've seen. We're texting about it. We talk about it all the time, but I think it's worth continuing to talk about because it's just such a weird situation. Plus, mm-hmm. they're only up nine with 10 minutes left. So we'll see how that ends up. They were up by a lot over Portland. A uh, bunch of other games. Your, t- your Sixers look good. The Heat look really bad. The Warriors are losing to Milwaukee without Giannis. So a lot to get to. Um, but first, I tweeted you about this earlier. I had an interesting Twitter interaction today. Yeah, what happened? So... I'm going to say the guy's, I'm going to, the guy's name. So there's this NBA writer named Spencer Davies and he works for basketballnews.com, which is a relatively new basketball site, but has become pretty popular. They have some former players working for them, whatever. He did a, he did a feature on Toby and Bobby, Bobby and Toby, however you want to say it, whichever order, what order do you say it? Usually Toby and Bobby because I say Toby and Bobby too, but I think he put Bobby and Toby. But anyways, they, I don't know if you've seen, they, they have a, a, a new commercial together. Of course. For, yeah. Of course yeah. Of course. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. So that's okay. So that's the thing I can guarantee. Like I can ask you about a million other things, but if it comes to <laughs> Bobby and Toby or Toby and Bobby, I know you're in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Um, so he wrote a feature about it, but he, like he tweeted out about the feature. Like, I guess he interviewed, either both of them or, or just Boban or whatever. Uh, I haven't read the article yet. I'm going to read it because I'm very interested in it. And it was like a quote that basically <laughs> Boban basically said something like along the lines of that. They're like, like his relationship with Tobias is like the relationship with his wife. They're that close, but different. It's just like a funny thing you would mm-hmm. expect. And then, but then his last line in the tweet was my feature on the infamous Bobby and Toby. And I, so immediately I was just like, infamous? That doesn't seem like the, that's, that's not the right word. Like it can't be the right word. Right. Cause I was going to start the show off being like, we haven't had a word that I don't understand or don't know in a while. So let's talk about the word infamous. So my immediate thought was like, do I not know what infamous means? Or is there like the, is there a different definition 
So I just quote tweeted it and I was like, infamous question mark. <laughs> yeah. Turns out responds and goes, he goes, uh, yep. Uh, looked at my, <laughs> looked at my, what do you say? Said something like, yep. Uh, wrong definition in my thesaurus or something like that. And deleted the tweet. Oh, uh, so he so acknowledged it. Yeah, no, it was funny. I was just like, it's weird. Like any, like a lot of writers would get really defensive and try to like justify it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote, yep. Didn't use my thesaurus correctly on that one with the hand hitting in the face emoji. And I was like, Hey, happens to the best of us looking forward to reading the article. Cause I love these guys. Yeah. And then he responded, yep, I deleted it since I tweeted it out multiple times today. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So he really must have just had a, something mixed up, like a word that he meant yeah. in the place of infamous. But I, I respect that he was just like, yep. Yeah, it's pretty uh, funny. I fucked up because I do. Th- I know a lot of writers who would be like, no, man, this I meant it this way. And because uh, mm-hmm. because I did kind of call him. I felt bad afterwards. So I was like, I did kind of call him out for fucking up. Mm-hmm. But also basketballnews.com guys like check your people like someone at that website has to have seen that tweet and been like that, that doesn't miss doesn't make sense if, yeah. or like text like if you know like if here's the thing if it was you like if i knew spencer davies i would text him and be like hey dude infamous i don't get it and then he and then it wouldn't have been public but i don't know him so it was public <laughs> Uh, now, i'm sure he's not losing him, any sleep over it no but, for him yeah. i mean the good thing for him is i have like 300 followers on twitter so it means nothing mm-hmm. so it, it, it ultimately it works out well for him yeah. and now we and follow also, right. now we follow each other and maybe we'll have him on the pod to talk about this feature because it's probably pretty cool yeah it sounds awesome um yeah that was my what a, was my... What a cordial uh, discourse you know what, oh, yeah, what, what a... rare for twitter could yeah. have gone the good. complete opposite way yeah and i will read that article sometime in the next day or so because it is those guys i about four three probably three years ago maybe four years ago um i met i working at my at seat when i was at cbs i was booking and i was pretty close with one of the pr reps for the agency that bobon is with and i used to talk to her all the time about how they just they got to do more like they got to do more and i was just like i had an idea I guess uh, I forgot where Tobias Harris was playing, but Boban, uh, I think Boban was like, they, they were pretty close to each other, like like a train ride away from each other city-wise. I forgot what the situation was. And my thought was like, what if we put Boban on a train and just filmed him on a train going to, to reunite with Tobias Harris? Like, wouldn't that be imagery? (laughs) Like, wouldn't it be an incredible show or just something like them, them like traveling on a train trip together, like just the hijinks that ensue? Like, there's so much possibilities for those guys because they're incredible. Yeah, I do think when they're retired, like when they have more free time, something pretty great will blossom out of that because it's so fascinating. Yeah. Tobias Harris is like really interesting guy. And then Boban for yeah, obvious reasons. Well, the is, whole thing hinges, it, it does hinge on Bobon and also just like the odd couple. Feel yeah, exa- yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. The odd couple thing. But and they like goldfish. This no. was like years. I mean, obviously, I don't think I'm the only one who ever looked at Bobon and listened to him and was like, oh, this guy's got huge potential. <laughs> yeah. But it was a long time ago. I was just like, man, what can we do? And unfortunately, where I was before, they didn't really, there was no like juice around NBA content. So, mm-hmm. and he wasn't, he's a lot bigger now in terms of like, name recognition than he was then but man i wish i could i I mean it's not out of the question yeah i I would still love to do something with that guy because he is awesome have you seen his food show or whatever that he does no i didn't even i i've Uh, been meaning to watch oh it's it's called like bobon on the gobon or something like that (laughs) oh god (laughs) it's hilarious so good what is it youtube i might have been connected with like vice or something like that okay the Gobon. Yeah, it's called Bobon on the Gobon. Oh no, it's the Players Tribune. First episode: Bobon Marjanovic visits the State Fair of Texas. It's a must-watch. Right it's there. it's only four and a half minutes. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty good. And the, I I feel like I remember the intro being very entertaining, like Bo, like him saying like Bobon on the Gobon. Am I missing something with that title, or is it just goofy? 
Like, no, it's just they were just trying to rhyme with Boban. Okay. Like Goban and, isn't a thing, right? No, it's Goban's just, not a thing. Okay. I think I they were, like, is that a food or what? No, is no, no, no. I think they literally were like on the go. Let's just rhyme it with Goban okay. or with right. Boban because it's funny. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. Big fan of it. Uh, all right, let's talk about Tuesday night's games and. Uh, Let's just go ahead and start with the Sixers. Yeah. All right. Let's Tobias Harris, roll right in there. Although, he yeah, didn't. there we go. And tall people. Yeah. Yeah. And tall people. Yeah. Tobias, One of the did, tallest. Tobias did not um, play great, but I think without, I didn't fully, I wasn't fully focused on this game the way you probably were because I was watching the Heat game and I was watching the Hawks Pelicans game. I was watching like three games at once. But my impression of this game was that, when the Sixers are fully healthy, they are just on a different level than the Celtics this year, it's, which is which you wouldn't have expected at the beginning of the season. But the Celtics played pretty good a couple games ago or last game, and they're fully healthy for this, other than Tristan Thompson, which is mm-hmm. a huge thing apparently. It really is, and that's a concern in and of itself. But it just seems to be that, especially, I mean, MB had 20 free throws in for 35. They're just at a different level – than the Celtics right now. And it's not like, I mean, it sucks for the Celtics, but that's not, I think you could look at it. And if you're a Celtics fan, you probably, you'd be concerned. I wouldn't be concerned that they're like not a playoff level team after this type of game, but I would be concerned that they have no shot to compete the way they're currently constructed in the East. Yeah. A hundred percent. And this is a game I feel myself getting, so excited about the Sixers team. Like, I feel like I've been pretty reserved all year long in my excitement. Yeah. But like, they're just putting together like a special defensive season. Everyone's bought in. Doc Rivers has them playing their asses off on defense. So that was probably the most exciting thing. Celtics had 20 turnovers. A lot of it was because of good defense, you know, but the Celtics didn't play well at all. And, and yeah, like you said, this is a horrible matchup for this is like one of those things in terms of a matchup, I don't think it could be worse for the Celtics because they can't stop a dominant big. They just can't right now. Tristan Thompson might be able to address that a little bit, but like Luke Cornett was on the floor and <laughs> he genuinely, it looked like the Olympics when like there's like <laughs> Dwight Howard's playing against somebody from Croatia, you know, like it doesn't mm-hmm. look right. That's how Luke Cornett looks against Embiid. Charles um, Barkley playing against Angola. Yeah, exactly. I don't know Angola, but Angola is in trouble. <laughs> so so the fact that that dude cornet i mean he got 15 minutes tonight taco they dusted taco fall off for nine minutes so <laughs> that was crazy. basically if this team i think they're going to make the playoffs but if they end up going against a dominant big there's not many but they're going to get smoked because their their bigs are horrible and uh as good as um jalen brown and jason tatum are they i don't think they can get it done against a team like that so yeah, well, particularly because yeah, like the like you said, like the defense and Ben Simmons in particular, it's just like Tatum didn't have a bad game, but he did seem like just out of he just he, like out of he, yeah. he didn't have a bad game. He didn't shoot well from three, but, but he, he was just not seemed efficient, yeah. he he seemed out of the flow of the offense because every time I watch look turn to the game, he was being guarded by Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Harder for him to get the ball, and then harder for him to get off when he got the ball, and then also every time I turned to watch the game and look like Marcus Smart was turning the ball over. Yeah. Well, yeah, he had six of them. And I think he actually had a couple, like one more that wasn't credited to him because you'd messaged me about how many turnovers he had. And then he immediately like dropped a pass through his hands that I don't even think was credited to him, but he's having, he's in a bad stretch, like mistake wise, I guess Mm -hmm. he's not playing well for them. He's playing hard and good defensively. But recently when I've seen him, the Celtics just look off, they look totally off and it's weird for a Brad Stevens team, it's weird for a team with two stars. Um, but that's the thing, though. They looked off in this game, but they didn't look off last game, which is like, which is why to me, it it's more of a signal that the Sixers are when they're healthy are just a that much better of a team. Right mm-hmm. And that and that could be to- that could be totally on point. The last game against the Hornets, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so and that's a whole different type of matchup. So it really might come down to to match. But also for, the, for the self, but also team. the Hornets. All didn't have Hayward or Lamelo, but the Hornets are a low-level playoff team. Mm-hmm. 
the Sixers are among three teams right now that have totally asserted themselves as not even close the three best teams in the East. And then it's everybody else. Yeah. Uh, and it's starting to look more and more like maybe like, like looking like the Celtics are not going to re- get back to that level. And I mean, the heat played like shit tonight and the heat, it remains to be seen how the old depot thing goes. And then everybody else is kind of, that's it. Yeah. Just, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we're ready to give up on the heat, which we will talk about. I'm ready to give up on the Celtics as a competitor in the East this year. Yeah. But, they would take like, a special run for them right. to win the yeah like which we've seen ridiculous. which we've yeah. seen but this is a different eastern conference mm-hmm. um and then i don't think there's any other team that you would legitimately be like oh other than the heat going on another one of these crazy runs because of how good they can be defensively mm-hmm. uh i just don't see it with with the celtics which is the, those were probably the five teams coming into the year that you're like all right they have a shot in the east yeah mm-hmm. um disappointing to say the least for that for that team uh, Super disappointing. I no mean, Fournier, I was so wild. I don't think that would have mattered. I think Fournier would have mattered. Probably not, right? It, not he wouldn't game, stop no. Embiid I mean, from getting 35 and going right. to the line 20 times. And it was a 10-point – like, the Sixers won by 10, but this was essentially a blowout. The Six, right. Celtics actually shot really well, so that's why it was this close. So Yeah. Uh, I also – like, I saw that Embiid had that ridiculous step back. Yeah, that was awesome. I saw people being like, how do you guard this? And I'm like – and to my, in my in my mind, I'm like, that's how you guard it. Yeah, that's a win for your team. Yeah, if, if, if Embiid's taking that shot, you you let him take that shot a hundred times, he makes mm-hmm. it once. Like that's that's it's not yeah. a good shot. It, it was, was a like crazy a, shot, but it was, it was awesome. Not a, but it was a point in the game where he was essentially fucking around, and it's good Twitter fodder. But yeah, that's for not, sure. That's yeah. not like what you want. <laughs> no, it's just like what what's happening here. Um, but I it's a it's a good dominant win for the Sixers mm-hmm. uh, and Embiid's just a beast. He's just a monster still one for five from three, but I guess you take it if he's going to go to the line 20 times. Yeah. Um, I guess we could talk, I guess if we're talking about Boston Philly, we could talk about the heat. It's the only other. Yeah. It's good. Um, terrible game. This is one of the worst games I've seen the heat play. And it was weird because offensively they actually weren't bad. All right. Actually, I shouldn't say it. They struggled tonight guarding a Memphis team that seemingly had their best three-point shooting game of the season. Uh, And so defensively, it was one of their worst outings I've seen just in terms of guarding the three-point line. That being said, the villain had 23 points in the third quarter. Ooh. Like how you're not going to – you're not winning that. Like this team is, I want to say, twenty sixth in the league and made three in threes made a game. They're like twenty third in three point percentage. They went seventeen of forty one, and some of that is on the Heat's rotations. Like Bam at said after the game, you know, we struggled to, you know, we struggled with our rotations. We were getting out slow. We need to be better. But Spolstra was like, he's like, yeah, I think some of it is game. He's like, I don't think a ton of that's game plan. He's like, not to take anything away from what Memphis did, but we're not going to like reinvent the wheel here, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that was his way of saying like, Hey, Dylan Brooks had 23 points in the third quarter. Like what are we supposed to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? And you probably, I mean, I feel like if this was a seven game series, I'd lean heat. Well, probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, it's just, but yeah. I think the positive shot. here, if you're the heat, like this is first, and I don't want this to be just about the heat. I just tend to, cause I, I focus on what the heat are doing, but uh, Memphis, it's a great win for Memphis because they're fighting for the East and it's a tough win. And anytime they can score 124 points, it's huge for them. John Morant got hurt at the end of the game. I don't know if it's bad. We'll see. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> shooting the ball well, that's huge for them. Also, Jonas is just like, I mean, uh, I think Eric Reed must have called him a big, burly center like seven times on the broadcast just kept calling him a big burly man That's accurate yeah uh he was unstoppable in the first half just unstoppable like the heat could do nothing with him which is concerning for the heat i would say um and john Morant didn't even have that great of a game so it's even a you know a bigger win for them i i would say like for the heat on a positive note the offense is starting to look better because normally if a team scores 124 against the Heat, it's a blowout because the Heat can't score. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a positive. Duncan Robinson continues to be on absolute fire. 
Um, and Bam and Jimmy, Bam out of bounds, Jimmy Butler look great, but um, I just the, the the thing for me with this is they if they win their next, they got to win the next game because their whole thing this year has been like win five in a row, lose six in a row, win four in a row, lose three in a row, like come back and win the next game. Yeah, like who, prove, who they have coming up? The Lakers on okay. Thursday. Oh, so, but you know what I mean? It's like prove be. that the moves at the deadline made you a a more consistent better team mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't freak out about this kind of loss was this trevor ariza's first game or has he been no around? no, no, no. no okay. been playing for a minute yeah i'm um, playing really good too okay because i just see he's 0 for 5 like it's just i'm assuming this is just a bad game but they, yeah. they just i mean it's one game but it just feels like this four spot has been a nuisance for them he's been good though like i think okay. he's gonna be fine they signed Dwayne deadman today mm-hmm. so i don't know if that means like because they've been playing bielitsa at the as their backup five I don't know if that means that we'll see Deadman's been hurt. So we'll see if Deadman becomes the backup five and Bielita is more of a natural four. So he becomes mm-hmm. the backup four. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, the four is going to be a question for them. But I think, I think Ariza, the way up until today with the shooting, he brings exactly what Jay Crowder brought to that team. I, I really nice. think That's so. big then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just, the Heat are not going to give up 124 points very often. So that doesn't, I didn't glean anything from this game. Yeah. Probably you just write it off then because you know that, you know, they're going to be excellent defensively come the playoffs. So yeah, the, the jaw thing, though, I didn't know he got hurt. That's, I mean, because this team stinks without jaw or they had a horrible stretch when he went down. And just with how true. tight things are, that, uh, that could be big. I, I don't I, remember I, what the, it, what it was, but I remember seeing him leave the floor. Um, I don't think it was bad, but yeah, I don't know. You keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um, I don't see a lot of people talking about it on Twitter either. So it must not have been bad. It's okay. worth keeping an eye on. Cause you're right. They're awful without him. Like awful, awful. I mean, unless, unless the villain can just have another 20, can keep <laughs> having 23 point court. I guess I should say the that's Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Just for that people hasn't, who are, that hasn't entered the, yeah. Like nor, until people, mainstream yet. just for people who are n- new. Cause there are some new, I probably some new listeners since I introduced the villain Dylan Brooks as a name. That part's important. It's not Dylan, the villain Brooks. It is the villain comma Dylan Brooks. Yeah. It's the villain Dylan Brooks. Uh, yeah. So great win for Memphis. Not really. I wouldn't be concerned. I know how people on Twitter, like I know how fans are. They look at a game like this, like, Ugh. all right, we're, 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 we're terrible again. <laughs> I think it's just a one. I, the way I was watching that game, I was just like, God, these guys, they were making open threes Memphis, but a lot, they were making some shots. from She's like, good God. Like, I, I don't care how open you are. I wouldn't allow Dylan Brooks to take all those shots and have 23 in the third. Like it, if it means that John Morant's not having a good game, you, you yeah, take those odds, you know, kind of live with it. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's what the game plan was, was like limit John Morant, make everyone else beat you. And they did. So it's good for them. That won't happen regularly. Yeah. Um, all right. Elsewhere in the league, Denver, man, geez. Like, you know, they played Detroit tonight, so they're supposed to win 134, 119. But um, I'm already, it's already, it's hilarious. They've won six in a row now. There's already the people saying like, oh man, if the Lakers don't get right, this team's going to the finals. Like immediately people are like writing them in. This team's going to the finals if the Lakers aren't right. Which they're not wrong. They might I mean, necessarily. That's realis- yeah, to me, that's realistic. Well, they're not necessarily yeah. wrong, but uh, okay. Like, hey, Phoenix is still very good. Utah mm-hmm. is still playing good. We're going to talk about the Clippers. They're not a bad team. Let's, let's not. It's so reactionary because they've won six in a row. I'd probably pick them if the Lakers aren't mm-hmm. aren't right, but still, it's pre- it's pretty quick to just lay that out there. Right, definitely not a write in. I mean, these playoffs are going to be so fantastic, but I love what they're doing. This is what we expected them to do all year. Like we were super high on them going into the season, and they got off to like a sluggish start, right? Um, mm-hmm. So th- this is kind of where we expected them to be. Jamal um, Murray didn't play, which I guess doesn't matter when you're playing against the Pistons. But um, I mean, the biggest thing is since they got Aaron Gordon, they're a top 10 defense in the NBA, which is, I think, what everyone was 
just been the biggest thing since they lost Jeremy Grant. Mm -hmm. Replacing that wing defender, he's taking the challenge. He only took four shots in this game. That's huge for if he like if he can just transition into that like very high end role player, that'd be really ideal for them. Because that's what he like. Aaron Gordon's never going to be the best player on a great team in my mind, you know, but he could absolutely be a role player on a, on a championship team. I think hundred percent. He's only 25, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like we've, we've, we truly, I don't think I make, maybe now we're going to see it, but I, we truly never saw what he could possibly be in Orlando. Cause they were never good mm-hmm. while he was there. It's actually a very similar arc to Tobias Harris, possibly just inter- like Tobias Harris got out of Orlando and you found out what he was and, with a higher upside because yeah. Aaron yeah, Gordon's yeah. an absolute freak. Yeah. Right. It could be a defensive player of the year type. I mean, athletic. That's a, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I actually didn't know he was that highly no, 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 no. defensively. But. No, no, no. I just mean athletically. Okay. If he can put it together defensively, if he could, if he could do what Jeremy Grant did for this team defensively with his athleticism, he could guard anyone in the league. Yeah. That's huge. You that's know? a great, great trade for them. Yeah. They gave up nothing. I guess, I mean, we'll see what RJ Hampton turns into, but really they gave up a protected first round pick, Gary Harris and RJ Hampton mm-hmm. for a 25 year old former top 10 pick who has, it just has unlimited upside. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's huge. It's a championship type trade potentially for them. Yes. Yeah. And thinking that, about that that's while I was watching. Definitely them recognizing windows, you know, like Jokic is in a championship window for right now. So just go. Yep. Port, Michael Porter had 25 or had 25. He was three for four from three. So it continues to be one of the best three point shooters in the league that no one's talking about. Like literally, have you seen anybody other than us talking about how elite his shooting is this year? No. And I, I don't think see anyone talking about it. Yeah. It's probably because of how amazing Jokic has been. Like, yeah, I, I think he's just super underrated right now. I, I think that'll change in the playoffs if, if they're That's as good true. as we think they are. That's true because they are, they're, they're a great team right now and they're never on national TV and no one gets to watch them. So mm-hmm. at all, anyone, all these people who are obsessed with Jokic are probably mostly looking at box scores right? and highlights. It's a good point. But if you are looking at box scores, you should notice that since the all-star break, <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. has been kind of dominant. He's been, incredible. He's been, He's been awesome. Really and, that, and that's probably a huge part of the six game win streak. Like, and how hot, hot they are. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's the thing in the past, Will Barton had 24 in this game, which is good. I mean, they're playing, they played Detroit, but in the past, if Jamal Murray doesn't play or if he plays bad, this team loses. Now, if Jamal Murray doesn't play or plays bad, they have Michael Porter jr. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Just as that's just as that's like getting a trade. That's like, they traded for a friend, a, a, like <laughs> one of the best scorers in the league in this offseason just by getting him into the starting rotation, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't want to say they could beat the Lakers, but man, they'd give any team fits right now. It seems like they can beat the Lakers. If one of LeBron or AD is, you got to wonder, shelf, you got to you know? wonder though, at their peak, the way they're playing, could they just beat the Lakers? If they, yeah, if they played the, their best series. I just mean, like, yeah. matchup-wise, I look at Utah, I'm like, no shot. I look at Phoenix, and I'm like, mm, I love Phoenix, what they've done this year. I don't think they can do it. I don't think they could beat the Lakers. I look at Denver, and I'm just like, man, they're so loaded. One through five. And it's not just, like, the thing with – the difference with Phoenix is you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And then everybody else on that team, they're all really great role players who need the, the stars to do their thing. Mm-hmm. I look at Denver right now. They have four guys in their starting lineup who could be the best player on some teams. Like even Aaron Gordon, right? Aaron Gordon yeah, had, was the, yeah. had the upside other than Vooch of being the best player in Orlando. And for mm-hmm. a long time, that's what people expected. And then you get, I mean, and Jamal Murray, Jokic, and Michael Porter Jr. Like there's not many teams that have that. I mean, who has that? Brooklyn? Yeah, Obviously, about Brooklyn it. on a yeah. different level, but mm. it's just really impressive. It's a series for sure. I mean, I, yeah. I would, I'd lean Lakers, but it's not like the beginning of the year or kind of a month into the season when we're like, this Lakers team healthy is unstoppable. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of Vooch, Chicago's okay. starting to, yeah. Let's go there. They're starting to, they're starting to roll. Uh, They've, I guess they won two in a row now since Levine came back. But Vooch, get worth noting, they beat the Pacers 
113-97, no Sabonis, no Brogdon. Uh, Pacers, it's not looking good for these guys. I mean, that, that's their season in a nutshell. Just yeah. one of their best players is always on the shelf. It's crazy. Yeah, they just they can't stay healthy, and it's too competitive in the bottom of the East. It, it just doesn't look like they're going to be what – it's a, they're, them and the Celtics, like another – just a disappointing season seasons for those teams i mean if they can't stay healthy it is what it is yeah um the bulls though vooch 32 and 17 uh levine had 19 they look they just look good together they're starting to already starting to flow uh and you you know it feels like they are a team who might make a little run here and get into get back into this into the playoff picture yeah, and that that they lost. I mean, they're what, ten. Like, they're ten right now, so they're in the play-in as of right now. So they lost eight of nine, I think, after that Vooch trade, or like right around it, which mm-hmm. came at just the worst time, you know. Um, but because of how yeah, Levine was banged up too. You know? Yeah. So if they can just get roll, I mean, they need to get hot to kind of like offset that horrible stretch. But I just I think they're better than the Pacers because of the Pacers injury issues. And I don't think they're that far off from the Celtics. I really don't. So um, I, and I definitely don't think the Raptors are going to catch them for this play in situation. So I'll say this, they may just be better than the Pacers period. By next year. Yeah. I no, think- no, no, no. I mean, right now, like injury wise or not, because look, TJ Warren's out for the year. So that doesn't, so we can't even count like, Zach Levine, Vooch, Thaddeus Young, Kobe White. They just, they might be better. They might just be a better team this year. Yeah. They might, talent wise, for sure. I guess I'm just, they're so new together, right? Yeah. They, they need time, but yeah, that could change it in a month. But so know? are the Pacers because they yeah. barely ever play together. And That's now true. they're working Karis Levert into that situation. The, the Bulls really are crazy talented. I and mean, we're not even talking about marketing who people were high. I've always been high on marketing. He, he has a good game. Like they've got lots of guys that give them punch scoring and wise and marketing. And I think he's, he lost minutes. I mean, I think he only got minutes, more minutes tonight because of uh, Daniel Tice didn't play, but yeah. No, I mean, they, I think they're just they're they're a good young team. I think they could potentially play their way into like that seven or eight Me too. by the end of the year, which doesn't matter because then you still have to win the play in, but it helps. They only have to win one game. Let me see their schedule coming up because I mean, that bad stretch that they had was against a tough schedule. So if it eases up, they could be right back in the thick of that seven, eight seed soon. Right, right in the thick. The thick. Right. Got Toronto right back in the thick. They're going to smoke them. Atlanta's tough. Minnesota, Memphis, Orlando, Memphis. Oh, you know what? Are we done talking about this game? You think? Yeah, I think so. We got to go back to Denver because I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently at the end of the third quarter, they were blowing out Detroit and the fans were chanting for Bowl Bowl. And Michael Porter Jr. and Zeke Naji, by the way, Zeke Naji, a rookie who plays over Bull Bull were like egging on the fans, like trying to get Bull Bull doesn't play. Just doesn't play. I can't believe we're at a point in the NBA season in a world, an NBA world where taco fall is playing meaningful minutes in an NBA game and Bull Bull can't play up 20 with three minutes left in the game against the Pistons. It makes no fucking sense to me. Absolutely a piece of information that we're missing, whether it's health or personal reasons or something weird behind the scenes. It's just bizarre. I, I started to try to like investigate. So I, yeah. I was looking to try to see like, what is Michael Malone's history? Was, was he like around? Was he like an intern for like, Manute Bowl and Manute Bowl was mean to him. Like I was. That's really, good at investigating. That's. A I really. I was. I went to his Wikipedia yeah. and I was like, "Where was he in like the late nineties?" <laughs> like, Manute Bowl was like a super nice guy, though. I thought, or maybe. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, from all from all accounts, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know much about him, but I'm just trying to figure out like. Did did like Manute Bull make like a passing joke um, on Mike Malone once, and Mike Malone never forgot it? So now Bull Bull doesn't get that. Is more plausible than Mike Malone genuinely being like he's not good enough to get in the line. It doesn't make any damn sense. Not good enough to get in 
up 20 against yeah. the third worst team in the NBA, but Vlatko Kankar, which I'm <laughs> sure I'm saying that name wrong, can play. He he can get minutes. Or Marcus Howard, a fucking undrafted kid from Marquette, who I don't I don't even know he was in the league. Mm-hmm. Like those guys are good enough to play, but Bol Bol can't get minutes. It's insane. And okay, let's say here here's a scenario where for whatever reason they have decided Bol Bol's not part of their future, right? Put him in these games to shine and trade him. Like they're just they're just burying an asset and it doesn't make any sense. Well, the only other thing that crossed my mind was this. They are very good. We are we just got done talking about how they are potentially a championship team. Mm-hmm. He's 21 years old. Maybe they look at it like if we bury him long enough, we can get him cheap when he's up. And then just, you know that's, that's plausible, but isn't that also the risk of pissing him off unless he's on board with it? Like I, I would be well, pissed. You, yeah, you could say that, but I don't know that he has like anything to he fell in the draft so he he was he was a second round pick Mm -hmm. and he hasn't played so he could be mad sure but what team like our team's going to be like clamoring to pay him big money probably not not big money but maybe something comparable to what okay but okay second contract but but what do you like what's the second at this point let's say he was up this year he's not even getting like is he getting the mid-level like he hasn't played what what has he done that to for Anyone, so maybe Denver's like, look, we know this kid's a, a unicorn, and so maybe when it's up, they give him like a four-year, ten million dollar a year deal. Yeah, that, that's plausible. I just think, like, the fact that he can't get in a game like this just it seems, makes no sense. Yeah, just put so him in. If the I were G him, I'd League. rather go to Sacramento for a year and go ball to the out. G- no, I wouldn't yeah. want to do that. I wouldn't want to do that. Just go somewhere where you're going to get no, minutes and not then, Sacramento, but I get what you're saying. Just not <laughs> somewhere where you could play yeah. and then get your contract in two years. Yeah. I just put him in the G league. I, and that's the only, and that's where the whole like hiding him until his contract is up thing is where I land on the, that's where I land on that because what reason do you have to not have him in a G I, they don't have a G league team. So they would have to like send him to another team, okay. but still, what reason would you have for not wanting this kid to play basketball somewhere? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's either a punishment or yeah. And there's no way. Here's this. the thing: you're there's no way you're looking at Vlaco Kanker as one of your future core pieces that he has to get run at the end of a game. So there's something weird. At yeah. this point now, it's weird if Definitely. he can't play in this game, and the 100%. fans are chanting. Yeah, there's a mystery there. I'm sure we'll get some more information eventually, but there's this, these aren't. This is not a logical decision anymore. Yeah, and also, why is Vlaco Javale McGee can't play at the end of the game? Who are we doing here, guys? No, Javale McGee. We like Mike Malone. Is it there? I love Mike Malone. I think he's a good coach. So what? What's going yeah, on? Mike Malone, good coach, just not for the people. He's not a man of the people. He's he all he cares about is winning, which is fine. I guess that's what you want as a coach, but he doesn't care about the people. Yeah. And that's, you know, double-edged sword, I guess. The only two active, listen, the only two players on the active roster for the Nuggets that didn't play tonight, JaVel McGee and Bobo. Everyone else on the roster played at least a minute. It's bizarre, man. Maybe Mike Malone listens to this show and really doesn't like me. <laughs> Getting up there with plausible explanations. We've got two or three. There's no can... there's no person, and I'll consider us part of the NBA media because we do a podcast on a on a well-known network. There's no other person in the NBA media that could be as much of a cheerleader for these two particular players this year than me. That's valid. Yeah. Right. And they just suddenly are on the same team and suddenly don't play basketball anymore. Something something's up. Something stinks, man. Something is, it's, it's, and it's not Cleo's litter box. <laughs> Cleo's my cat. That's my cat. Yeah. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. 
Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's stop talking about this because it's getting me fired up. Yeah. Uh, Clippers beat the Blazers by a lot. 133. Sorry, Golden State is tied with seven seconds left, so we should probably monitor that. I don't have it up. but I have it up. Okay. I just saw them. Kelly... Ubre just made a free throw. You seen, he's in a great commercial now. The Auto like, Trader commercial. Yeah. Right? I just he spells I, out Tsunami dude, Poppy. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes here Kelly Ubre Auto Trader commercial. I didn't know what company it was, but something about him spelling out Tsunami Poppy and saying space bar really got me. I thought it was hilarious. I'll tell you what, good, good for Auto Trader. So, yeah. Because here's the thing if you're an NBA fan, you know who Kelly Ubre is. If you're not an NBA fan, you're like, now you who, know who Kelly Oubre is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Guy. No, but I'm saying it's not like it's not like just taking some random NBA player that that casual people or non-fans don't know. That's just like some ugly dude. Like you, you got the best looking NBA player, maybe in NBA history. So even if people don't like NBA basketball, they're like, oh, this guy's obviously I like an this. I this like guy's, this, this guy's obviously an actor. Like they, they just yeah. He just looks like he's like from a Hollywood casting call. Does like, hey, you know we're you know what this commercial calls for? Beautiful light skinned black man with blonde hair <laughs> and blue eyes or whatever. Sign him up. You know what he I mean? He also has like a like I don't know if it's a scar or something below his eye that just works. You know? <laughs> it's, I'm just saying, like, so you you could watch that commercial and be like, this guy's an NBA basketball player, or this guy's just a this guy's just a model, mm-hmm. like that auto trader found six foot eight model yeah or six seven whatever he is yeah no i did i did notice that and i did write it down in my notes to bring it up so i'm glad you brought it up too um yeah so golden state's up one now milwaukee has oh 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 milwaukee inbounded the ball almost turned it over chris middleton just got blocked by wiggins game over golden state win by one not your best play-by-play but yeah, I know. I was just reacting. <laughs> you were so, so caught up in the Kelly. Yeah, I was stuff. so caught up. Yeah, that I, I caught on late. They it, Milwaukee had the ball side out of bounds with 7.7 seconds left. They threw an errant pass to try to get it into Drew. Almost turned it over. DiVincenzo got it back. It ended up with a Middleton three to try to win it, which got blocked by Andrew Wiggins. Pat Connaughton ended up getting an offensive rebound and just couldn't get it, just couldn't mm-hmm. score. So Warriors win without Giannis. So yeah, doesn't matter. Catch a break there. Yeah, they... again, another one that's like a great win for the Warriors, but they shouldn't. You know, if they, if they're any semblance of what they want to be, they shouldn't be, barely be beating Milwaukee without Giannis. Yeah, and for the Bucks, I mean, you don't have Giannis, and then your two next guys step up with 20, 29 for Drew, twenty eight for. Chris Middleton. I don't think you're you're upset at all if you're a Bucks fan, except for the fact that you don't really know what's going on with his knee. Hopefully it's just soreness. Yeah. And Drew has been great, particularly when Giannis has been out. He got his extension after the last game Giannis yeah. was out when he went off and carried like a 30 point game. triple double or something, right? By the way, you know who's like a, a good NBA player, it seems like? Who? Giannis's brother. He actually Tenacious? plays for this team. Yeah, I think he, I was I was very hard on him. I'm trying to find his line. Oh, 10 points, five boards tonight. Nice. Like, I don't think he's just on that team because he's Giannis's brother anymore. I think he's actually mm-hmm. like earned minutes for them because he's just. His athleticism non- is nuts. It's nuts. And he's nonstop. Like he's mm-hmm. all over the place. He's all over the place. Can't That's shoot. pretty awesome for him to buy in like that. You know, like he, like he doesn't treat it as like a free ticket and, and to have mm-hmm. a motor like that. Cause he, he does play super hard. And he's the older brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my guess with Giannis, with the injury, is they're just playing it. At, just like every other team. They're locked in. They know they're going to be the top three seeds, so why risk it? Well, no, he. I think he went out – he was warming up and was like, I can't go. So I think that – Right, but I little... think he also probably is like, why right, risk okay. it, you know? Yeah. I think some – I think players have that, that's, that, that sense that they mm-hmm. know, like, you know. Um, but – Good win for the Warriors because it keeps them in playoff yeah. contention. 41 for Steph. Great game for Steph. And he fell on his back again. Really? I missed yeah. that. That sucks. Like, 
it's crazy what he's doing. I, it, I, I know it's again, another broken record thing. We're at that point in the year, but it does worry me that they're doing all of this work and risking him having a, an actual real injury just to potentially be an eight, seven or eight seed and lose mm-hmm. in the first round. Like, is it worth it? There's, there's going to be a point in the year where they're going to see him with one of those falls and be like, God, why are we even playing? Mm, I, I guess maybe the rationale or like to play devil's advocate, you could look at this as like the guys on this roster that they could drag into the playoffs now would be a supporting cast for this final hurrah next year. You know, like let's get guys like Wiseman and uh, even Kelly Oubre Jr. and guys like that playoff experience. That would be the argument for not like tanking in a season. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know that that's, a, I, I get what you're saying. I don't know that that's the argument for putting Steph in harm's way potentially. Right. Well, yeah. If they are, if they're doing that, then that's. Well, then I don't know yeah. that they're intentionally putting him in harm's way mm-hmm. because ultimately with, with an injury like this or any injury, that's not a definitive like torn or sprain or whatever. It's up to the player mm-hmm. because Steph can walk in to the building today and say, I don't feel pain. And how can you dispute it? So if he right. walks in and says, I feel good, then they're going to play mm-hmm. him. It's stopped in. They, they, they can't, I don't think they can just shut him down if he says he wants to play. Right. But every game, it seems like I see a play where he takes a charge or he goes for a rebound or he drives and he falls and he just grimaces, not in a normal way. I'm just like, is it lingering? Is it worth it for what they're going to do this year? I don't yeah. know. I don't know the extent of the injury. It just him, looks like he's always hurt. If they're risking him long-term, then short it yet. Yeah, no, not worth he's, it. He's sure. also playing his ass off yeah, since he so, got the injury. So good. Stuff. He's so damn good. So I, I don't know. Uh, whatever. He did, man, he's 30. He does not play like 33. He still looks like he's 28 out there. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Clippers beat the Blazers, which is the one we were going to talk about before the ending of that game. And I texted you. We've. I feel like we always talk about this with the Clippers, but I texted you again during the game and said, "Is there a, a team in recent memory or in history that, by all accounts, is a great basketball team, which is the Clippers? They're the top three-point shooting team in the league statistically this year. They're a top three team or four team right now in the West. They have a top five player on the planet and another guy who is an All NBA player." And you just watch them and you're like, this team can't win a, t- a title. I don't remember ever feeling that way about a team. And I guess it's probably in a major way based on what happened to them in the playoffs last year. Definitely. But that's valid. I mean, it's their fault. But right? I just, I don't remember a team like this. That's this. I, I mean, I guess maybe we could argue that the Bucks kind of mm-hmm. like that. I, so I don't think I'm as far with you and like they could win a champion oh, man it's hard to say honestly but they i'm not i haven't completely ruled it out you know like just because mainly because of what Kawhi did to the sixers two years ago like that guy when he's at his best is a top two player in the league you know so for me it's just about the it's almost like an attitude where they think they can just flip the switch in the playoffs and i just think the west is way too tough so mm-hmm. But it's not impossible, but it just is bizarre to have the amount of star power and to just be like every night we're just like, you know, Clippers, you know, good win, horrible loss, whatever. Yeah. Boogie Boogie played tonight. Seven Uh, minutes, seven points, four rebounds, two assists. Nice. Uh, They were interviewing Lawrence Frank and they asked him about picking him up. And he basically said it was because of Serge's injury, which is not not necessarily a good sign. That's not good news at all, right? Man, there are a lot of interesting personalities on this team, man. Pat Beverly, Boogie, and Rondo in the same locker room. With Kawhi Leonard, who we we don't actually know. But we don't know. Like, we don't actually know. Right. What's he like in the locker room? And Paul George. Yeah. Strange one. That's a weird... Yeah, weird team. Marcus Morris is also yeah. an attitude. Like, it's a powder keg, dude. It's like, and then you got a coach who, by all accounts, is sort of a pushover. Tyloo. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it seems like. I don't know him, and maybe he doesn't deserve that. But it just strikes me as, as a coach, a little bit of a. I don't think he's getting in guys' faces. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I don't see Ty Luke getting in like Rondo's face. Right. Yeah. And so, we know the culture for that, that was there. Man, the, the Doc Rivers, just seeing what Doc Rivers is doing in Philly now makes that whole thing even weirder, where like all the special treatment for those players. Imagine trading for Rondo after you fire Doc Rivers. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's just so crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like everything combined with this team. I'm just like, this team can't, this team can't get out of the West. Mm-hmm. They can. It's just in my mind, they can't. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. I guess it's the same way I feel about the Bucks. And the, can the Bucks get out of the East? Yeah, I guess. Do I feel confident that they have a shot at it? Eh, right. Not entirely. Definitely not confident. That is a good question. I don't know who I'm more confident to win their conference, Clippers or Bucks. That's a good. That's a good. I'd probably say Bucks. I really would. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, but that's, that's how low but I again, am on the Clippers. Yeah. But that also is contingent both sides on the injuries to the best teams in both conferences. Yeah, that's true. Because by the way, we haven't even talked about it. James Harden's out for at least another ten days now. Mm-hmm. KD's supposed to play tomorrow, but Harden's out for at least another ten days. So, I, and that's more time that all three are not playing together, which I think matters. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Rough. I mean, Clippers, 133. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, All right, last couple games before we wrap it up here. Atlanta, good win. They beat the Pelicans, 123-107. This seemed like a lot of people were saying, like, Trey Young. I guess ESPN came out with some rankings, like top players of under 25, yeah, and he was ranked pretty low. It was like, yeah, Trey must have seen that. To me, this is like, hey, Nate, maybe don't bench me with three minutes left in the game when I'm the best player. And he just went nuts in this game, 30 and 12. This was never really much of a game. I mean, the Pelicans – by the way, I also still don't like Trey Young watching him play. I just don't like watching him play. I get – I know he's talented, but I also have never seen a franchise player who moves less. If he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he stares constantly. He's just staring at the ball. Um, That's a huge problem for sure. But, you know, they are, they continue. I mean, they're just playing well. Nate McMillan's got them playing well. This game is more about the Pelicans. They're just, they lost Josh Hart. So that's huge. It's probably their best wing defender. He's out for the year pretty much. Um, Brendan Ingram's been hurt. Zion came back, but. This team is just so bad defensively. It's, it is. And I was thinking about it too. Like we talk about Stan Van Gundy. It's just like a lot of it's on him, but also I just, I can't imagine that Stan Van Gundy has just totally forgotten how to coach defense. So they have to be looking at themselves internally. Like, is it the roster? Because Mm -hmm. they are just so, so bad defensively. Um. It's just hard it's to watch, man. It also the I haven't the Pelicans games I have watched. It's not like striking in terms of effort. Like Zion always looks like he's trying hard on defense. He's just not good at it. Same with Ingram. Lonzo Ball's a good defender. It, it, it is really strange. They might be one of the hardest teams to pin down in terms of what exactly is wrong there. I because I, I don't know. Well, it's and I think I do think outrageous. that I do think that a big part of it is. Steven Adams, it's hard in the NBA to play that drop defense and pick and rolls the way they have to with him because he's so unathletic. Because when the big drops and pick and rolls, guards are just going to attack him, which leaves the roller or whoever the other big is wide open to do whatever they're going to do, which means there's rotations, right? There's They can't switch, which is what a lot of teams do now to avoid having to do all that rotating. Once you start rotating multiple times, eventually someone is going to be open on an NBA team where like everyone can shoot. So I, I do think Steven Adams is a big part of the problem and they still play him a ton. Wow. He just, he's not at this point fast enough to play to drop in pick and rolls or even guard pick and rolls and recover to his man without there having to be some type of help, which causes everyone to have to rotate. It's tough. Yeah, that's a, that's the sort of the way you view the game that I don't exactly see, like just because mm-hmm. of, you know with the X's and O's and and your background. But that's interesting, and it's but it's more. It's also interesting that they've stuck with it for that long. Like at, at this point, it's crystal clear it doesn't work. 
Steven Adams isn't really a part of your future. Like try something else, man, which you've been saying all year. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this isn't the game to do it because Ingram's out. Yeah. But I just don't know. They're playing guys I've never even heard of at this point. Isaiah Thomas debuted for them tonight. Oh yeah. It's good to see. I always liked him. (laughs) Took 13, four of 13. Classic. Uh, But yeah, I mean, but that's again, like that is speaks to the issues that this team has is that, you're one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA and you brought in Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? You know, like there's gotta be, there's gotta be other guys that you could have brought in that would be, that would make more sense for the struggles that your team doesn't struggle to score, which is literally the only thing Isaiah Thomas has ever done in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's gotta be other guys out there. There's That's gotta be, doing. there's gotta be a guy just sitting in the G league that could come in and give you, like just crazy effort trying to get a contract and play some defense. That one seems almost like a favor. So who, who represents Isaiah Thomas? Honestly, like that, yeah. that is a great point because maybe they're just trying to build rapport with agent, his agent or something. And the only thing is like they traded JJ and they traded Melly so that they, they, they moved. You have to, there's a minimum roster spots by Thursday that every team has to have a minimum of like 14 players on their roster. So teams are all signing players. To this so maybe this was like a filler spot, but also they need someone to replace Josh Hart. That's it's not, not the, that's Thomas, not the guy. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. So it's a weird signing, but I guess it's good for him. Good, yeah. good for him to get back in the league. Um, if he's taking thirteen shots, your team's going to be bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, where are last, the Hawks? Sorry, where are the Hawks in the standings now? Because they they're the four seed now, which is. It's crazy. The East is jammed up, but they really are playing well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just shocking to me that the, the climb that they've made to this four seed. It's it's the, the coaching change. This he is has to get he, votes. He 100% has to get votes for coach of the year. I mean, I think he's got to – I would say he's the favorite right now. Should be. I, I would – I mean, I know ever, a lot of people are still going to look at Quinn Snyder and Monty Williams deserves it and – and Doc. I think Doc yeah. deserves it too. But man, yeah, this team, I mean, before All-Star break wasn't even a playoff team. They were so bad. They're yeah. near the bottom of the East. Mm-hmm. And it's just completely changed since Nate. And it's not, and again, they're still not healthy. John Collins still not playing. DeAndre Hunter still not. So they're still playing. Like all the issues that I harped on and we harped on for when Lloyd Pierce got fired, which was they haven't been healthy. Their best players aren't playing. It's the same shit with Nate McMillan. They're still winning games. Yep. So, so that, there, that's it. Yeah, that means they upgraded coaching. Like that's a, that's a coach of the year candidate, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, last game of the night was um, Lakers Raptors. Uh, Raptors. Kyle Lowry and Red Van Vliet didn't play, so they already stink, and they got beat pretty bad in this one. They, the the nine points the Lakers win one ten one oh nine doesn't really indicate like the Lakers were pretty much killing them all game. I guess the notable thing from this game was the, the ejection, right? Like, yeah, that was, that was one of the stranger plays of the year. Do you, OG, OG do you have like Anobi. a better grasp on it? Cause I watched it because I, I just don't remember the pro oh, it was Schroeder, right? So yeah. OG and OB actually can't even remember who was on offense and who was on defense. Was Schroeder. The- Schroeder went in for like a layup. Right. And they, and, they got and, tangled up. And OG and Anobi fouled him or was it og and anobi went in for a layup Schroeder yeah i think him? that i think that was it anyway somebody attempts a layup i'm gonna try and, to find it on twitter and they're like it. kind of both on the ground a little bit mm-hmm. um and then og and anobi like in all it almost looked like a very quick like little fit of anger picked up schroeder's leg and like it looked like a body slam but he then he was immediately like let his hands go and was like trying to help him up so it, it looked like just this split second weird decision. And then Trez gets in there and he's barking at Gary Trent and uh, they have the three ejections, but it really looked like, but the ejections know, didn't make sense. Totally. Okay. Think, so, yeah. Okay. So here's what it was. Um, okay, mute this audio. To me, the whole, th- the instigator was Ananobi doing something bizarre. Okay. So it, no, it was OG in transition. Schroeder fouled him hard. And then I don't know. Yeah, I guess it looked like OG maybe 
wasn't happy about the foul because yeah. then he like he grabs imme- his leg. He immediately grabs his leg and then just drops him. Um but then right after that, he's like got his hands up like he didn't do anything. That's the weirdest part. To yeah. Me. And then Trez comes in to like protect him. And then all three got ejected. I think, yeah, I think the ejections like Trez and that were probably for stuff that was said or shoves and stuff like that. Um, I don't understand how Dennis Schroeder could possibly get ejected for that. Yeah. Unless he did something. In I, the bet scrum. You they, I bet you they rescind something here. Mm-hmm. There's no way Dennis Schroeder should be ejected for that unless, unless they called it something. like, well, unless they called it like a flagrant two or something, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. I mean, to me, Anobi, Anobi was actually, the one I was it like, wasn't even bad at all. I know. <laughs> I mean, he fouled him, but it wasn't that bad. It was, yeah, that's a weird situation. You have the slow mo. That's the one where Ananobi just quickly just grabs his leg for no reason and flips him and, and then. Shit, it's the fan. Yeah, I think you're right, dude. I think it was just like a momentary lapse where he was like, this Super didn't know angry. where he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really weird. But then like Trez comes in and then you could even see afterwards, like Trez is like patting Aaron Baines on the butt. Like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's all good. I'm just protecting my guy. Right. What? Very, so weird. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they asked Trez after the game, like, um, he 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 said something like they were like who was your beat he was like i don't understand the ejections and i guess they asked him who his beef was was with like or something he said my beef was with anybody who wasn't wearing a lakers jersey <laughs> uh, or something like that it was kind of cool yeah but it was that was a strange the whole thing was strange og should get suspended or not suspended ejected for, from that game the, yeah, the other guy should right. Text. You want to give out text? That's fine. But getting ejected is crazy. Yeah, I I was just assuming the the Lakers ejections came from the scrum afterward, but it does make me think. I mean, I don't really think one way or the other about OG Ananobi up to this point. And then that move was like a red flag for me. Like that was just it, it looked like like a shitty move by a guy I don't know much about. So yeah, yeah. Um, but the Lakers, I tell you. Every team above the Lakers loves this. Any any win for the Lakers right now is a feel good win for any mm-hmm. team above the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like if you're any of the top teams in the league, you're like God, or in the West, you're like God. I hope the Lakers go on a run here and get back into the top three. Yeah, because you know how good they're. It, like it doesn't matter really with seeding. You know, you don't want to play the Lakers regardless. Right. Yep. Any of those teams now four or five doesn't matter, but if you're any of those teams, you're like, God, please just get back. Like if you're the nuggets, you'd rather be the four seed and play the Clippers in the first round than have to be the three seed and play a six seed. Like, you know, like you just, you'd rather the Lakers just play their way up back into that top three. Mm -hmm. So any win we've, and we don't think they're going to, as long as they're, as long as LeBron's out, it's it's just a, it's just a, bunch of role players <laughs> like yeah. basically yeah yeah this is funny this dude said that's just a good clean single leg takedown from og work <laughs> on your takedown defense schroeder <laughs> this is what it looks like it was a good it was good it's a good single leg uh all right i think that's it for tonight did i do we miss it oh Z- i didn't mention zion now has 24 straight games with 25 plus points and 50 percent from the field that is uh, significant. The leader yeah. is the all-time leader, Shaq, with twenty-five. Wow. So, good company. And I also saw he's on pace to be the f- the second player ever to average twenty-five a game on sixty percent from the field. Do you want to send your hundred dollars over now, or just wait down the road? They for... suck, dude. Let's see him do it on a good team. No, I'm just saying to say to that. No, I I just think he's trending toward top five MVP candidate at some point. He's got to do it on a good team. He'll never be trending. He'll never get that if he's not, if if his team stinks. Well, you just, he's in company with Shaq. So I'm feeling good, basically. He's in in company with a lot of Hall of Famers. I bet you if you go back to like Carl Anthony Towns' first year in the league, first couple of years, there was a whole bunch of like first player to do this since this guy or, boogie like these type of stats come out when these guys put up crazy numbers but then if they're on losing teams you forget who they are within the first within a couple i'm not saying it's gonna happen with zion but like 
I remember. I just like to reference this bet anytime that I can. I know, but I I just, I remember when Cat first got in the league and I was like producing shows and I was like, Cat's the first player to do this, this and shoot this from the three and this and that. And it's just like historic early, early career stats, but they were fucking terrible and they're still terrible. So it's like, you know, do it on a good team. That's all I'm saying. Do it on a good team. I'm looking at it. He has a, such a strangely shaped head. <laughs> his, uh, head his face is so small. I don't know what it is, but I'm on his player page. That's why I brought it up. Uh, Shaq had uh, the the only moment of the entire year that actually was entertaining from Shaq, and he did. It was an accident. Um, Candace Parker was talking about how. I think she was saying like how no one has a chance to beat Brooklyn in the East. And you were talking about Philly. And I think she was kind of referencing like how Ben Simmons can't shoot and how that's going to hurt them. Mm -hmm. Good analysis. Yeah. She's actually very good. I know. I like her a lot. Um, Shaq was like, I don't understand this. You know, if you look at the history of the game, Avery Johnson couldn't shoot but had to do everything else right to lead that team. <laughs> I think I couldn't see how they were looking at him, but I'm sure they're like fucking Avery Johnson. Yeah, what are you talking about? And he's like, Rajon Rondo, same thing. He just let Paul Pierce. And then before he could even get Paul Pierce's name out, he just started dying laughing. <laughs> I got to find, I still didn't watch on Twitter, but it sounds pretty good. Which is, it was just hilarious to me because clear, obviously he's laughing because Paul Pierce got fired yesterday mm-hmm. um but it was just really funny and then he's just like looking over at d wade and i don't even i don't even know if he finished his thought because he just started laughing <laughs> uh shaq just can't help himself and it's it's just a it's a sign of continuously how he doesn't watch games or watch any basketball because um like <laughs> they were talking about wiseman at halftime of the warriors game and he's like look like it would this kid does all the same things that David Lee and Andrew Bogut did for this team when they won a championship. <laughs> oh my God, bro. Oh my God. That's really bad. Can you just give me a comparison from the last two years or yeah. something? <laughs> uh, he's just, he's, he's brutal. I don't like, him. we got to get like, we got to figure out, like get him out of there, get Kendrick Perkins out, get red, like, Let's find some replacements for these guys because these guys all stink, man. I just think I feel like people really like those two. Well, the casuals do. I think a lot of people have turned on Shaq this season. Really? Because he doesn't watch basketball. Right. I think there's a lot of people who are like who are like us, where it's like, okay, you can have one guy on there, Charles Barkley, who doesn't watch basketball, but having two guys that don't watch basketball and one guy who's clearly just not as funny or talented as the other guy. It's just obnoxious. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not a good recipe. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that's it. It's a good show. Good show. And we're getting there. We are so close to these playoffs. Well, we actually, no, we're not that close, but yeah. a month away, right? Yeah. More than, we're close. We're close. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Later. Later. Later.